Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I hope everybody had a great week out there. Kind of, oh, let me get my felt up here. There we go. Kind of a crazy week out there. Mets made a couple of signings, but before we get into that, I had a crazy week. I don't know about you. Uh, I had uh, a birthday on Wednesday, which was okay. You know, you get a little, it's a happy day, but it's just, eh, it's just another day, you know, uh, getting older not like it used to be of course and with the pandemic uh you're kind of limited but had a good day anyway thanks to the family uh but a bit of a sad day as well and and sad because we lost the world lost the broadcast radio broadcast icon in uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away. Now, probably half of you out there celebrating, but the other half of you are mourning. I fall in the mourning camp. Rush was, uh, if you will, sort of an inspiration to do this show to get involved on the air and do some talking. And now his uh, voice has been silenced. Um, he was also an inspiration with the with technology. He was a technology guy and would talk a lot on his show about Apple and computers and whatnot and gadgets and uh kind of an inspiration there that got me interested in more technology type of things as well as uh, broadcasting to a certain extent. I wish he had been around when I was younger and going to school and maybe would inspired me to study more about broadcasting instead of at such a late period of my life. But, uh, I just wanted to uh, acknowledge him uh, and uh, say we'll miss you, Rush, and uh, rest in peace, buddy. The Mets uh, announced today, I think it was, that they signed right-handed Tejon Walker. They've agreed to terms on a contract. He will join the rotation alongside Jacob deGrom, Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman and David Peterson. Also, Joey Lucchese might be in that mix, but uh, it looks like 
Uh, Walker will go right to the uh, right into the rotation. It's a two-year deal, twenty million dollars player option for a third season. It is pending a physical. Walker will get ten million in twenty twenty-one, seven million in twenty twenty-two. The player option is at a base of six million. It can rise to eight and a half million via an escalator. There's a $3 million buyout on the option should Walker decline, making for a total of $20 million in guarantees. So the Mets solidified a little bit further their pitching staff. Um, you know, they've got some depth now with the uh, addition of uh, Lucchese and everything. He may be sent to the minors, maybe moved to the bullpen. Let's see. Tejon Walker signs with the Mets and will go into the rotation uh, as a fifth starter, I would imagine. So uh, Mets uh, getting things together. Now that spring training's here, we, we forgot to mention that. Spring training is opened up. Pitches and catches are in action. We've got word from Luis Rojas. We've got words from Jacob DeGrom, who said he'd like to finish his career here. But uh, you never know. Uh, he has an opt-out, I think, in 2021, is it? Uh, but after this season, uh, or 2022, but we'll see what he chooses. Uh, you got to get it done, Mets. You got to get him signed and up signed up for the next whatever time you think he's got left and, and let him play his whole career as a New York Met. Don't, let's not lose him. The Mets in center field, the Kevin Pillar, are in agreement on a deal pending a physical. Per MLB Network's Mark Feinstein, he's con his contract breakdown is as follows. $3.6 million in 2021. 2.9 million player option, no buyout, or 6.4 million club option with a $1.4 million buyout in 2022. So, Pilar either gets one year 5 million, two years 6.5 million, or two years 10 million, depending on the option. He split his 2020 season with the Boston Red Sox and Colorado Rockies. Slashing 288, hitting six home runs and 26 RBI in 54 games. Though he has some solid offensive numbers, his defense is what is most important. However, his defense has slipped a little bit in the last couple of years. So kind of a kind of a head scratcher, but we'll see uh, what you know. Where it works out, that gives them a Mora and Nimmo and uh, uh, Pilar now for center field. So they went from no center fielders to possibility of three center fielders. None of them the most outstanding uh, of uh, picks. But uh, capable. And maybe that's what they feel they need. Maybe they feel they need just capable players at this time 
at a position. And uh, so uh, Kevin Pillar, in the, Pillar is in the fold. The Mets have signed Mike Montgomery and Tommy Hunter to minor league contracts. Both pitchers will receive invitations to Major League Spring Training. Montgomery has pitched in the big leagues in each of the past six seasons, best known for recording the final out of the 2016 World Series as a member of the Cubs. He has settled in as a decent swing option in recent years, uh, which gives them another guy that could start an occasional game. Hunter is a pure reliever. The 34-year-old pitcher pitched in 24 games for the Phillies last season, working to a 4.01 ERA across 24.2 innings. Decent showing notwithstanding. Hunter's 91.7 mile-per-hour fastball was down rather significantly from the mid-90s velocity showed at his 213 to 16 peak. But he did get some guys out, so he's here on the minor league contract. Not bad, not bad at all. So the Mets is continuing to make some move. Uh, you know, Met fans are still not happy, and I don't understand it, Met fans. We went through this last week. You can't get all stars at every position. For more than one reason, people don't want to come. I I know that's hard to believe, but sometimes that happens. People just don't want to play in New York, so you have to accept that. And you have to live with that. It's not that big a deal. Look, I'd rather have a guy that wants to play here than to bring in a guy that doesn't want to, who comes for the money. We've had a lot of those guys. Some of them have come by trade. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Richie Hebner. He hated it here. He just wanted to get the hell out of here. Uh, Mike Marshall, the first baseman, he couldn't stand it here either. He was gone, and I think by May first. Big former Dodger first baseman, the Mets brought in. So. While we all want a George Springer, a Trevor Bauer, though I wasn't a big fan of Bauer, to be honest, um, you can't always get these guys. They don't want to come. Sometimes it's they want to go home. Sometimes it's the money. Sometimes they don't want to play under the pressure of New York. Sometimes it's just numerous reasons. But the fact remains that the Mets made a lot of offseason moves. And we should we should be happy about that. 
they made what ten free agent signings, I believe. Seven trades. I mean, we got Francisco Lindor. We got Carrasco in, who was a pretty good pitcher. Now we signed Tejon Walker. We've got Lucchese in. We've we fortified the starting rotation. Hopefully, we we have some. Dare I say depth? You never want to say depth, but you have some depth. Um, center field. Look, they've got bodies out there now, and some pure center fielders. And they're still looking. There's a chance they can, you know, they may revisit the the Chris Bryant thing. Uh, personally, I would look into the Chapman deal. I think that's a better, better move for the Metsies than this, than than uh, than a move towards uh, uh, Bryant at this point. But you know, folks, you got to get over this. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's it's and it's tiresome. Very tiresome. And the criticism is just gets boggles the mind. Just boggles the mind. All right, let's take a quick break and we can come back right after this. And call that hotline and be a part of the show by leaving a comment or a question, and we will be happy to answer it on this very air. Yes, on this very air. So, uh, as I said before, spring training is on. Manager Luis Rojas met with the press and touched on a couple of issues. First, he recorded a uh, his feelings on a bullpen session pitched by Noah Syndergaard. And he said Noah was very impressive. He threw today through a side. He looked very good. We're still on schedule with him in what we said in the past. 
that schedule was potentially around June. Team President Alderson had said earlier this uh, offseason, Rojas also mentioned earlier that Syndergaard was right on track, if not a bit ahead of schedule with his Tommy John surgery rehab. Uh, let's not rush it. Let him get healthy. Could you imagine if you're in a race in June or July and you bring back an arm like Syndergaard to fortify the pitching staff at that particular point in time if he's healthy? And dominant, it's like making a trade at the deadline and bringing in a big new player, a big new batter, or another pitcher. It's essentially what you're doing. You're bringing in a fresh pitcher in this case and may be able to give relief to somebody else. So, uh, good news that uh, uh, Syndergaard is progressing and let's hope, like I said, don't rush it. Um, and speaking on Wednesday during his first news conference, Luis Rojas reacted to the recent firings of GM Jared Porter and hitting coordinator Ryan Ellis was asked how the Mets can make their work environment better for women. Porter was fired on January 19th after he admitted to sending explicit text messages and pictures to a female reporter in 2016. Ellis was fired on January 22nd after new information came to light following accusations of sexual harassment by three women in 2018. It's been upsetting to hear the news, Rojas said. It's been disappointing to hear the news. Adding that his confidence level that other people in the mid staff aren't doing similar is high. I'm pretty confident that this type of behavior is something that is just going to be unacceptable in this organization, Rojas said. I'll just leave it to that. Noting that the Mets have set new expectations recently, Rojas said there are new avenues to report misconduct. Uh, Okay, new avenues. My question is, do they have to be anonymous? I think in this country, you have the right to face your accuser. We're talking about people's careers, people's jobs. And look, if they're stupid enough to do it, then they're stupid enough to be punished for it. And they should be punished for it. They should be terminated. But they should also have the right to face their accuser. Now... Again, if they are accused of something and they admit to it, then that's a different story. But if someone does not admit to it, and it's a he said, she said thing, they deserve to meet their accuser. 
It's only fair. It's the American way. I'm not saying... You know, there's a lot of funny stuff that goes on. And I'm not saying in any of these cases that's what happened. But I think we've... We've gotten in this country to a rush to judgment on every issue. And that's dangerous because we don't get all the facts. And then sometime later, the facts come out and the facts are a lot different. And it's hard for people to get a reputation back. Especially, you know, when it happens, if it happens to a famous figure, it's on page one of the New York Times. Sexual harassment, sexual assault, whatever. Six months later, if they get cleared of everything, it's on page 32 in a little, little blurb. So... It's very dangerous. And we have to be so careful. And as I said, we, we have we've turned into a country where we rush to judgment all the time. And it's not It's not fair for anybody because it could happen to us. It could happen to somebody that's truly innocent one day. So I think we have to be careful. I'm glad that the Mets are doing something to tighten up their procedures. And I hope that when they hire somebody, they investigate a little bit more so we don't have any more incidents like this. But there has to be more fairness involved in it as well. You know, uh, these guys definitely get some kind of illness. I mean, that they feel the urge to do these things and they know that there's a risk they'll get caught. Maybe they just feel they're not going to get caught. I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a very tough call. It's, It's disgusting what they did. And they should be... And they should be punished, and they were punished. They lost their jobs. And that's probably the worst. And they ruined their reputations, which is worse than losing a job. They're in a limited uh, occupation, and to lose your reputation in that occupation is not a good thing. It's, It's just... I, the world is crazy nowadays. It's just gone plum loco. Maybe I'm just getting 
too old. Maybe this birthday was a higher number than I thought. <laughs> I don't know. I confuse myself sometimes. All right, let's let me get unconfused and and we'll take a break here and come back after we do this. Oh, yeah. All right, we're back, and more sad news in the world of baseball. The New York Mets announced that Tim Tebow is retiring from professional baseball. It has been a pleasure to have Tim in our organization, and he's been a consummate professional during his four years with the Mets, said team president Sandy Alderson. By reaching the AAA level in 2019, he far exceeded expectations when he first entered the system in 2016, and he should be very proud of his accomplishments. Tebow, 33, signed with the Mets on September 8, 2016, participated in the Mets Instruction League in Port St. Lucie that fall, went on to play the next few years in minor league ball 
And as Sandy Alderson stated, rose to the AAA level. Played some spring training games at the major league level, uh, but never made it to the big club in the regular season. Tim, we hardly knew ye. Uh, I'm surprised there's been a lot less jokes than I thought about this uh, particular bit of news. Uh, I had kind of hoped that he would make it. He was a colorful guy. People love him, especially in Florida. They love him. Uh, he was a hard worker. Look, to, you know, give the guy credit. At the age of, what, 29, he signed and... Uh, You know, he went to the minor leagues. He worked his way up. There are those who say he didn't deserve to get to AAA. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I think he had a good AA uh, year in a year and a half, and that's why he got the AAA. Struggled a little bit AAA. Uh, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but... Um, it was, you know, partially they signed him for publicity. Let's be honest about it. <clears throat> but he did his job. I mean, the guy went about it. He was great for the organization. He was uh, good for baseball in a short period of time that he was around. And... Uh, he's not hurting. He, he'll... Uh, He'll go on and continue his other projects that he was doing even when he was with the Mets. So, uh, you know, uh, congratulations, Tim. You gave it a great try. Uh, maybe you've encouraged some other minor leaguers to uh, work harder. Uh, people see your work ethic. Kick. And... Uh, Good luck to you in whatever you decide to do. He's recently married, uh, I don't know, about the, maybe a year ago, so uh, start a family and all of that. And uh, uh, kudos to Tim Tebow. All right. Spring training, as I said, is here. We'll have more stories. I don't think there's anything breaking right now. Uh, DeGrom says it'd be really cool to be a Mets for light. Thinks the Mets made great off-season moves. And uh, still no word on an extension for Lindor or uh, Conforto. With the money flying around, it's going to be tough now. Uh, Tatis got a big, huge 14-year deal for, what, $340 million, something like that, from San Diego. Uh could be tough keeping Lindor because he'll want that kind of money, maybe. 
and uh, Conforto's going to want a hefty paycheck as well. But uh, I think those are two guys we have to get, have to keep, have to hold on to. Uh, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you all for listening and watching the show. Yes, you can watch it. We are on YouTube, and you can go to YouTube and uh, see the show every week if you want to see uh, how it's done. It's a one-man operation. I do audio, video, do it all. Pre-production, post-production, and in-show production as well. So, uh, if you want, go check that out. Uh, check it out at um, uh, YouTube. Or if you want, you can hear the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox. And I'd like you to subscribe wherever you watch or listen to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. It helps me grow the community and expand to new listeners. So if you please do that and hit that bell on uh, YouTube, it'll tell you when a new episode is up. And that's going to do it. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.